What's good? Hey, hey. You have now tuned into episode three of Master and Apprentice, where I pretty much go week by week teaching my good friend Rusty more and more about Star Wars on almost a daily basis, because we actually have a lot of conversations outside of the podcast about Star Wars. And this week, we're actually going to be fully discussing Star Wars video games, what we like to play, what we might want to see in the future, and what we truly most enjoy about Star Wars video games. Now, Rusty, I know you kind of mentioned that you are kind of slowly getting back into that world or realm of gaming. And I know you haven't really touched any Star Wars video games, well, in quite a long time, or any video game for that matter, in quite a long time. So you're probably kind of all over the place when it comes down to at least Star Wars video games. I want to know, though, what is probably the earliest memory that you have of a Star Wars video game for you. I think the earliest one was the Boba Fett video for PS1. Okay. Um, I don't remember mine. I really don't. I think I think that's very accurate because I know they had one called Bounty Hunter. I think that's and... what. It... Yeah, yeah, that was on PS Two, I believe, for me. Um, and it, you were Jango Fett. You were kind of rolling around the the streets of Coruscant, I believe, like doing contracts and bounties, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that that might be it for me. Um, I know I played a ton of Star Wars video games, and I still I still do. Um, one of the main ones that really stands out to me, as well as that, is um, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I'm actually currently looking that up right now. Rogue Squadron. It was pretty much an X-wing game right well x-ring y-ring a-ring all of them and you got certain missions and you're pretty much just in your ship the entire time it was it was a really fun experience because it allowed you to really feel that sense of aerial combat that you really never got to truly experience in a video game before i had that on the nintendo gamecube when that was still a thing um and i truly loved it it was it was, it was a really great experience um I, like I said, man, I, I have so many memories of Star Wars games. And I know since, Rusty, you're kind of getting back into that world of gaming. Since you played that last, there has been so many new Star Wars games out there that um, I highly recommend that you check out or at least you look into it some way, shape, or form. Okay. Yeah, I know there was a couple you were trying to get me to play on my phone, I think, a little while ago, like a, a year or two ago, um, that I, I tried here and there, and I just didn't really get into it. it gaming's come a long way um, as far as your cell phone is concerned now, too, even, you know, two or three years ago. That is very true. That is very true. I know there's a couple of Star Wars apps well, games for that matter, um, that a lot of people play on their phone. The biggest one right now is Galaxy of Heroes. And I don't know how many of you out there have currently played one of those um, hero collector games, per se. Um, what you do 
to kind of like put the put the picture together, Rusty, a little bit. Um, you collect characters, and these are characters from the prequel trilogy, original trilogy, sequel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you pretty much build your quote unquote ultimate team. Um, each individual character has its own unique attack abilities, defensive abilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the whole point is literally, like I said, to put together an ultimate team. Um, so you could have Kylo Ren with um, a Stormtrooper, with Luke Skywalker, with Darth Revan. Um, you can all put them as one team, and your whole main objective is to fight other people's teams. Now, it's not a... Um, it's a turn-based game, but it's not a uh, online turn-based game, I guess you could say. I mean, granted, you are still connecting to characters and people online that you are fighting against, but not in real time. It's not as if I were to press a button, then you have to press a button. Um, if I were to connect with you and want to fight your team, my team, I'm still controlling in real time, but your team is controlled mainly by a computer. But that's still your team I'm fighting against, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and those, those are really popular because I know everyone like really likes to collect things and getting that quote-unquote ultimate team. It's great. And I remember they actually shut down two, two of my favorite games, um, Star Wars related, mobile-wise at least. Uh, they did Force Arena, which I really liked. It was a original trilogy era game where – have you ever played Clash Royale? Yeah. You and I used to play – uh, Clash Royale and the whatever the original one was, Clash, uh, Clash of Clans. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, so it, it's Clash Royale, Star Wars Clash Royale, um, were original trilogies. And what's unique about this is you controlled a hero, right? So you might have Luke Skywalker, you might have Darth Vader, you might have Director Krennic, you might have Han Solo. Um, and you would control that character running around the map, per se. I mean, granted, it, it wasn't the most fluid controls, but it was a really unique concept because it did have that tower defense element. You did have that element of just dropping troops and seeing what happens, but you as a character can help reinforce those troops. And what made also the game super unique is the fact of the matter is each individual person got their own supportive troop. Like, for example, if you played Director Krennic and you were an Imperial, you got Death Troopers as your um, quote-unquote squad mate. Um, I can't remember who had what, but I, I do know each individual person had their own individual troops they can kind of deploy on the battlefield, and that was really cool. And since we were talking about Clash of uh, Clash Clans, I was about to say Clash Royale, they had something called Star Wars Commander. Same thing set in the uh, original trilogy era. You pick one side, whether it be uh, Empire or Rebels, and you pretty much build a base. Same thing, same situation as Clash Royale. I mean, Clash of Clans, but just Star Wars. And those were two of my favorites. And I know they have a couple more out there. They have a couple puzzle matching or puzzle matching games. Um, they have, uh, hopefully this comes out soon. It's called Lego Star Wars Battles. And I'm, or Lego Star Wars Battles, yeah. I think that's the title, at least. I'm kind of excited about that because it's Clash Royale, again. Um, a little bit more smooth, but with Lego Star Wars. Um, 
So I'm I'm hyped about that one. But otherwise, I know they have some puzzle matching games. They have some. They have some lesser known things. I guess you can say some spinoffs too. They have some ports like the Lego Star Wars ports on the uh, on the phone, but it's not an actual representation of the exact game. But otherwise, that's that on the phone. Um, not a total, not a whole lot. I would love to see more because I think we're always in the go and getting that ability to continue uh, playing Star Wars on other platforms just beyond your PC and just beyond your console is a great benefit for a fan I know. I know a lot of people don't like the whole mobile game genre. To me, I think it's a unique um, unique environment. So a person who isn't the biggest gamer can still participate in things and still kind of like enjoy the things some of the console players enjoy. And I know it's not the same. I know you may not have the uh, graphical fidelity that you do on a PC and or console, but still getting to play with some of those characters that you truly enjoy wherever you are you could be in a doctor's office you could be waiting at the dmv you could be doing whatever and you could still have a lot of these games um to play and i i don't know how you feel about that but that's the way i feel yeah no i i agree with that i remember there was a game that i think you turned me on to maybe two years ago it was a star wars game where um you were basically you had a crew and you guys were trying to play through like levels and it was on your phone and you had to use your, your thumb to like guide people through like where it was going to go. Um, and you know, you could also have, it was almost like, I think, um, I think call of duty had something similar where you could send people out to do things and, and collect people that had certain skills and they could go off and do a mission, but you didn't have to play them. They would just do it. And the, you know, success statistics was based on how good they were at whatever specific traits they had. Um, and I remember that being, I can't remember the name of it, but I remember that being a really uh, pretty, pretty cool game. And you could upgrade the characters as you go. And um, sometimes it'd be a group, sometimes it'd just be one person. But as you were talking about some of the mobile games, that was another one that popped in my head. I can't remember the name of it though. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, I'm not sure either. If you do, um, feel free to just jump in. I've, I've kind of been thinking about this for a while, too. Um, Pokemon Go, back in 2016, was wildly successful on the phone. And I would love to see kind of a Star Wars adaptation about that. So, Disney, if you're listening, I want to just let you know right now. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to also a paycheck. I'm just saying. Um, Disney, feel free to take this and run with it. I don't care about money. I'm just kidding even though low-key I'm not, because I would love a paycheck, but that ain't going to happen. Star Wars Battlegrounds is what it'd be called, right? Hear me out. Mobile game. Pokemon Go. Star Wars. But instead of collecting, you're conquering territories. It'd be set in the original trilogy. You would either choose Empire, or you could also choose Rebel Alliance. And how it kind of works is you are part of that faction and your faction has to try to take over the globe per se, right? It's kind of like a territory battle between those two sides. So if you hypothetically are empire and I'm rebels, I am then going to have to either capture your territory or you are going to have to prevent me from capturing your territory. And I think it'd be a really cool idea to kind of have, um, uh, base defenses, right? Kind of like how we have Pokestops 
but instead this would be like a base defense area. Um, so let's just say that's my base defense. I could theoretically place turrets, extra troops, whatever, to kind of help prevent you from taking over that one spot. It'd be kind of like one of those Pokemon battle raids where you'll need like a ton of people to take it over. But I thought it'd be a fun idea to actually implement that within that Star Wars universe. What you would do is you would go out as quote unquote a troop and you would collect resources for your team. Um, you can deposit them in these um, defense bases so that way if other troops or people rummaging around the area needs it, they can pick up that extra piece of scrap metal. They can take a blaster that you found. You could upgrade your material. And I think it would be kind of cool too is if there was a live ranking system, meaning there can only theoretically be one general of the army on each side. And you are never going to stop gaining XP until you hit that one spot. And then if someone gained more XP than you did as a general, they would take over that role. Um, and that would kind of give them more delegation purposes and more unlocks. Um, I thought that would be a really cool idea for Disney to do, to kind of have this open world territorial battle. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Pokemon Go style. I thought that would be a really cool idea. I, like I said, that's totally a stretch. Probably never going to happen. I know Disney is probably never going to watch this or listen to this for that matter. Um, but if that were the case, I would love that. I would love that. Can you imagine getting a group together of your closest friends to go out and quote unquote capture territories and you are theoretically a stormtrooper or a rebel soldier and you're gathering resources, you're collecting weapons, you're upgrading your suits, you're upgrading your armor, all this stuff. And feeling like you're already doing a part of something because you're taking certain territories. And how you can win this game is when you take over the entire globe. Which is probably going to be impossible because I know there's always going to be someone taking over something. Um, in the whole live system XP where you're always trying to get to that general role. Super unique. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be pretty, pretty interesting. It's kind of like, um, I can't remember the name of that company. It was the company that they did something similar to what you're talking about when they were first playing with um, trying to have kind of like AR. Um, I forget the name of the the company, but they... Are you... Are you talking about Ingress? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Wasn't that like a similar idea? I mean, not so much conquering the globe, but the whole idea of two separate teams fighting each other. It was a little bit more... Um, simplified than Pokemon, which was kind of like, you know, you can have like up to four or five different teams. And inside of that, there's a little bit of like a, a hierarchy dependent on like how strong your Pokemon are, things like that. Wasn't um, Ingress a little different than that? What I remember about Ingress is um, you do have those two teams. You did have the territorial thing and you can quote unquote place offenses, but that's about it. Um I don't remember anything else beyond that. I haven't touched Ingress in a while. I know it was the first AR game that um, Niantic ever made. And I know um, they they wanted to do the Pokemon thing ever since they released that, like, fun little Google teaser trailer. Do you remember that? Like, it was like an April Fool's Day thing, and they found Pokemon on the map, and everyone's like, yo, I need this. I want this. And then they decided, you know, let's do it. Let's make Pokemon. Um yeah, but it's something something kind of similar to that, but a little bit more robust and a little more personalized. Because the, the problem with, like, Wizards Unite, Pokemon Go, and Ingress 
is they're they're fun. They're fun, but there's really not a big sense in reward for doing what you do. Like I could take my strongest team Pokemon, go to the gym, take over the gym by myself, and place the Pokemon there. And there's really no big incentive or reward for capturing a gym for your team. Um, the whole point of Pokemon Go is try to get to the level 40 and collect all the Pokemon. And that's really the only point of Pokemon Go. Um, Wizard Unite fleshed it out a little bit because they added certain like things like skill trees, etc. But it still doesn't capture that fun element of being individual. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I get that. Go I mean, it's... It's just not the, like you were saying, it's just not the same. I mean, I know they've been pondering with trying to bring AR games more mainstream because Pokemon Go was like really the first one. And then didn't they come out with like Harry Potter one or something like that? And Yeah, the Wizards Unite. I played that for maybe like two weeks and that's it. Like I said, it's a little bit more integrated and a little bit more um, robust than your Pokemon Go. But I'm, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. I just never really got into it as much. Um, and it, I just felt like it kind of died off, too. Like, I was kind of hyped for it. And since there was not that big hype like there was for Pokemon Go when it first came out, like, I didn't think it ever took off as much. And yes, it's still supported, it's still doing its thing. But I think, like, as a general consensus right now, between Ingress, Pokemon Go, and um, uh, Wizards Unite, Pokemon Go still reigns supreme out of all of them. And I know a lot of people still play it, but of course not as much anymore, since the game is around, like, what, four or five years old now? Um, Which is a long time. Like, it came out, what, I think 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So... I just don't. I just don't know. But like I said, man, I would love to see that as a Star Wars game and actually be a real thing because I think it'd be a lot of fun. Because I know they're kind of experimenting a little bit. What was that? Yeah, it's one of my parents. They were yelling out to me. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Um, I know they're kind of experimenting a little bit with Star Wars Mobile, um, especially like in things like Disney Parks. And I know a lot of people are like, ugh, mobile games. Um, Disney Parks has, if you were in Galaxy's Edge, you can do like certain tasks for the Resistance and certain tasks for the First Order to kind of like, uh, I guess you could say, build up your experience in the park. Um, but I would love to see more. Like I said, man, I would love to see more Star Wars mobile stuff. Um, and we got a ton. We got a ton right now of console stuff. We got a ton of. Uh, PC stuff, etc. And the modding community on some of those was great. Um, like I said, there's a ton of games I would definitely definitely recommend that you definitely try. On both PC or console or both. But for me, like I said, man, I would love to see more Star Wars on PC. Love to see more on console. Love to see more on mobile. Because I love them both. I love them all. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I'm actually sitting here looking at my purchase history of some of the apps just because I was trying to remember what games I've played. Um, and the ones that I've tried was the Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, yep. Lego Star Wars, just the original one. And then there was one other that I did. 
um, that I can't seem to find it in the uh, in the app store, but under like my purchase history, it was showing up as um, some like a Star Wars game, and I'm trying to remember yeah. what it was called. It was something like Star Wars. Um, what was it like Star Wars Arena or something like that? Star. Yeah, it was probably Force Arena. Though. Yeah, it was Force Arena. Star Force Arena. I remember we played that. I remember we played that. So, there's been a ton. Like I said, there's been a ton of games, um, console, mobile, etc. For me, every time I see a Star Wars game, I instantly buy it. Like I don't even care how good or bad it is. I instantly buy it. Um, like for example, right? So to kind of put this into a perspective, um, I think it was, I can't remember what timeline it was. Um, I remember getting Empire at War on the PC back in the day, and I, I played that a lot. Empire Wars was one of those retop strategy games where you would either be the Rebel Alliance or the Empire, and you just kind of like move your troops around and um, real-time strategy stuff. So if anyone knows what real-time strategy is, it's essentially like a resource management type game where you build up troops and try to eliminate your entire opponent's base with the troops that you have created via the resources that you collected. Um, it was a really fun game. I loved that. And I also got um, Republic Commandos, which is incredible. It doesn't really hold up too much today. Um, story is amazing. Great. Delta Squad, great, great cast. Um, like I said, really fun story. Graphics didn't hold up as much. Gameplay mechanics didn't hold up as much as it should have today. But I loved that back in the day. And I remember for, I think, my birthday. Day, maybe maybe that or Christmas, I can't remember. I got Battlefront One. Like the OG Battlefront One for um Xbox. Three sixty. No, it was actually on the original Xbox. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. Cause I remember um Revenge of the Sith DVD, like in the bonus section, they had like a little demo for it. Um and I was like, yo, this is lit. So, man, I can't remember how many hours I put into that game. Of course, online wasn't a thing for me back then, so I would just continuously play it over and over and over again with the AI or um, having friends over it. I remember, man, when I first got DSL, which was that direct line connection between your uh, your router and the modem, um, it was faster than dial-up because that's what I had to begin with. Um, and I got the the PS2 online, like a little backwards plug-in, whatever it was. Man, I could not put that game down. And not to mention, man, I was freaking out because I'm like, yo, I'm playing Star Wars with real people. <laughs> like, I, dude, every time I saw like a name above the head, I'm like, that's a guy. Whoa. I was freaking out. Um, like it was, it was some of the best experiences, man. And people were like into it. People were like, it's it, dude, I don't know what it is. Gaming is not like it used to be back then. We have games like battlefront two today, call of duty, 
no one jumps on the mic, no one's friendly, no one is actually participating in actual communication. Dude, Battlefront 2 back then, I had guys like, yo, I'm going to take out that droidicon on the left. You guys move out to that command post. It was like enthralling. And you're like, you feel like you're a part of something. Um, I remember um, on the Kashyyyk map, on the first one, um, if you were the CIS, the droids start on a little island. Whereas the Republic started on the beaches of Kashyyyk, and you pretty much met each other in the middle. And man, oh, it was it was just intense experiences. And I remember um, I could not put that game down when online came out. Like, I could not. And then Battlefront 2 came out. I remember, dude, I was hyped with Battlefront 2. Like, um, probably uh, last... No, no. It was ninth. No, I think I think it was a freshman in high school, actually, believe it or not, when that Battlefront 2 first came out. Because I, I remember um, getting it day one for Xbox and uh, playing that endlessly, too. I loved it, man. I loved it. Um, and then I got into things like The Force Unleashed, 1 and 2, played those games a lot, loved both of those stories, both, loved both of those characters, um, and actually replayed them recently because they're on uh, Xbox Game Pass, which I have. Um, I man, I just love those games. And then after that, what did I play after that? I can't remember what happened after Battlefront Two. Oh yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Can't forget that Knights of the Old Republic. You pretty much you create your own Jedi character and you kind of go through a story. Um. And dude, I think after that, after that, I don't think there was another Star Wars game for a while. At least not that I can remember. There probably were, but I can't remember any. But that's that's my timeline. Of course, in 2012, uh, I got Knights of the Old Republic. Or no, sorry, Star Wars The Old Republic which was an MMO where you create your own character. And are you familiar with like world of Warcraft in a way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I played the Warcraft games. I might've played a little while back in the day. Yeah. So the, the old Republic game was pretty much exactly like, wow, but star Wars and dude, I loved it. I remember maxing out my Sith character. Um, I'm dude, I'm thinking about upgrading my PC just so that way I can play that again. <laughs> Um, I, I really do. I do miss it, man. I, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and a lot of customization. I know a lot of people like, yo, Old Republic is not like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I'm like, though, I, I completely understand your point. Um, I think, though, they're, they're two totally different games. Um, I just I just love the fact that um, you are playing with a whole bunch of Jedi that are real people, a whole bunch of Sith that are real people. One thing that I never really understood about that game is when you are dark side, you can either go or technically when you're part of the Empire, because it was the quote unquote Sith Empire back then. Um, you can, of course, pick your characters, whether or not you want it to be a bounty hunter. Do you want to be a smuggler? Do you want to be a trooper? Do you want to be a, an agent? Do you want to be a Sith? Do you want to be a Jedi? And then you got subclasses, too. Like, do you want to be a Jedi Marauder uh, or not Jedi Marauder? Do you want to be a Jedi Sentinel? Do you want to be a Jedi... Uh, guardian etc um 
you got the choice to have your character go dark or light. Fair enough. Like that idea, having a darker Jedi kind of go to the dark side, right? But then I'm kind of curious. I'm like, why that character was still allowed in the Republic base? Like you had your own capital um, bases where like you would run around and see all the players, um, like the social gathering spaces. Like I would see dark side Jedi and light side Sith running around their own places. I'm like, you don't belong here. <laughs> you don't belong here. Um, man, it was it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I really miss it. I really miss playing it. I know they did a ton of stuff with the games, added new weapons, kyber crystals, everything. But I think that's another game, man, that you would love too. Yeah, I, I mean, there's while you're talking about some of these older games, it's it's making me reminisce a little bit about um, some of the old school. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but they came out with a pod racing game for N64. Yes. And that was, I think, towards the end of N64's kind of lifespan. I think that was like a year or two before GameCube came out, I think. Sure. Because that would, timeline-wise, I think that would line up around when Episode 1 came out and when they came out with the GameCube and all that. And I remember playing that game going, I I never had it, but one of my friends bought it. And I just remember seeing it going, wow, this game is pretty... It it was pretty hard, I thought. I mean, if if you were trying to use like the the pod, um, you know rather the pod that Anakin actually used, that thing was like wild. It was impossible to control. <laughs> they made it kind of realistic. Yeah, I remember. I think they actually had a game like that at like Dave and Buster's Arcade and a couple of Star Wars games like that at the arcades. Um, and I would, I would be all about it. But yeah, man, like I said, I, I don't think after the Old Republic, there was a ton of Star Wars games out there. I know in 2016... They uh, they revitalized the Star Wars franchise with the Star Wars games because I know when um what's gonna call it Disney bought Lucasfilm, they shut down Lucas Arts, which was their main video game publisher for Star Wars games, and then EA pretty much took over the mantle, and they had Star Wars Battlefront 2016. They pretty much revamped it, which I bought and I really enjoyed. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I know it didn't have a story and I didn't have a lot of customization options like Battlefront Two does. But it was still a fun game, and I truly enjoyed it. Um, I remember coming back from college, getting that game, and playing it a lot. Man, I played it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, then I got Star Wars Battlefront 2. Because um, I didn't think there was a game in between then. I think it was just that. Um, then Star Wars Battlefront 2, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely wrong, which I probably am. Um... Because I think that's the only thing that EA has made beyond um, Jedi Fallen Order. Battlefront 2, man, I remember buying the game. I remember contacting uh, Microsoft support because I found out I had a day off the same day the special edition released. And if you got the special edition, you got to play like, I think, four or five days early. So I'm like, yo, I need this game. I want to play it on my day off. I didn't want to wait. So I contacted support. I'm like, yo, let me upgrade. (laughs) And they're like, all right. So I upgraded the game, got to play it day one. I know Battlefront 2 in the beginning had a lot of controversies with the loot boxes and everything. But to this day, man, it's still an incredible fun game. Um, they, I don't know why they're not supporting it anymore. So I understand it's a two-year-old game. Totally get it. Totally makes sense. But for me, 
I also feel like they're missing on a massive, massive opportunity because every DLC they came out with maps, weapons, skins, anything was free for the community. They literally just said, here's this game. You buy everything else you get is free. We got amazing maps. We got amazing maps. We got um, like capture the flag type, um, not capture the flag. We got command post capturing back in the day that we used to have in the old Battlefront 1 implemented in this game. We got a brand new leveling system because back then it was just you get this crate, you open it, depending on what kind of card you get, depends on what kind of character level you have. Now, each and every individual character, you have to grind up like every kill, everything you do in the game, assist, add points, and that point tr- translates to an experience. Um, so each character can now go up to level 1,000, which is phenomenal. Um, lots of fun. They added reinforcements, hero characters like General Grievous. They added BB-8. BB9E. Um, they also added things like Count Dooku. They added things like Anakin Skywalker. I mean, they added a lot to heroes. It was it's a lot of fun. Like I said, man, I think to this day, if they added more DLC and said, "Hey, man, we're just gonna have you pay for it," they would be rich. They would have it because once the game ended, man, everyone's like, "I want more. I want more." Because I think during the month of June. June 1st to the 15th, I believe, all PlayStation members got Battlefront 2 for free. Um, and that game was already cheap enough as it is. Like the Celebration Edition, if you wanted the game with all the skins and everything unlocked, was just $20 or $25, which is super cheap for a video game in something like Battlefront 2. And people are still playing it to the same, man. There's, even after two years, there's still tons and tons of people online. For me, I'm even trying to get because I'm playing it all and off. Um, there have been times where I've taken like months breaks from it, um, then come back, take another month break from it, come back. Um, I'm trying to get all my characters right now to level 100 at least. Um, and it's like I said, man, it's a fun game. That's another one that I think you would enjoy too. But for sure, I definitely recommend for you, since you are looking at a new PC. The Old Republic, it's a free game that you can download. MMO, Star Wars, really enjoyed it. Really great, really fun with people too, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, now, if you like more story-driven games um, that are not multiplayer-focused, the one that I most recently played is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, long story, super short... You are a Jedi in between episode, uh, I think, three and four. So your whole thing is you're just trying to find um, a holocron that contains a whole bunch of uh, children, um, force-sensitive children. And what you want to do is try to grab it before the dark side or the Empire grabs it. Um, I'm not going to spoil any more of the plot, but... There's, there's a lot of interesting twists and turns and you get to see some flashbacks and you get to see some older characters. It's a lot of fun, man. You can customize your lightsaber. Um, you can customize your character, customize your droid, customize your ship, and you can kind of go around the different planets and do certain activities. Um, I 100% of the game. I did every collectible, every mission. Um, got everything. And it, it's one of those games where... If you love stories and you love Star Wars, it is a must play.
It's kind of like Tomb Raider almost. Sounds like an awesome game. What was it called? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's gotten like nominees for everything. What I could even do, man, I know I'm going to send you still some like YouTube channels about Star Wars like we talked about um, two days ago. I'm going to send you uh, some of the lists that we talked about today as well. I love it. And I know they're going to come out with more. They're going to do a Jedi Fallen Order 2. They have Squadrons on the way, which is a first-person cockpit view of a Starfighter game. Like, four or five people just have a dogfight in the air. Um, and you get to customize your ships. A lot of fun. Loved it. Saw it. Dude, like I said, when I see a Star Wars game, I get it. When I first saw Squar- uh, Squadrons, saw the trailer for it, I didn't even need to see gameplay. I didn't even need to see gameplay. I said, Star Wars, new game, buy. I don't care. Buy. I bought it. But buy. Take the money. Take the money. <laughs> and it was like $40 compared to your original $60 game. Um, so, man, I'm hyped about that. Seeing some of the gameplay, I'm hyped about that too. And like I said, man, Star Wars video games, just in general, getting to play in that universe rather than just watch it, getting to experience what it's like to be in that universe is really enthralling and really cool. I know they made some really cool things with Star Wars video games, like the Vader VR experience, um, where you're pretty much going to the planet Mustafar, finding the bright star. You're pretty much encountering Darth Vader in VR. It's crazy. And I know they're currently working on something right now called Tales to the Galaxy or Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which is pretty much um, a representation of the Disney Park Galaxy's Edge. But you're um, you're in it virtually. You're you're kind of exploring it virtually with some characters and you're kind of navigating through that system. And I think that's once again super cool and super fun. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, man. I know you never really got to experience Galaxy's Edge and Corona happened. and But when I went, man, I wanted more. I really wanted more. I wanted more Galaxy's Edge. Now getting the ability to kind of explore in VR with some characters and everything. Perfect. Amazing. Because fun fact, people. Galaxy's Edge is actually a canonical location. It's located on the planet Batu, and where you are is a place called Black Spire Outpost. And that's set between uh, Rise of Skywalker and um, Last Jedi. It's pretty much like what it seemed like a month after Last Jedi, almost. Um, First Order's there. You, you, you see Ray there. You see Chewie. You see R2. You get to roll around the park. Dude, it's a great experience. Damn, that sounds pretty cool. Do they have any anyone like dressed up as Vader that you could go and meet and stuff like that, or no? I think they do, per se, but not like in that main park because of the timeline. Yeah, yeah. But, but I meant, like, I, I feel like in something like that, if people are going there for the full Star Wars experience... They're going to want to go and see some, whether it be a Vader, like life-size picture that you can take a picture with or some kind of costume. I think, you know, he's a very popular villain. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember uh, walking in and the first time I walked into that Disney park. And... Shut up. 
and it was like it was an on-stage show, and it had like Boba Fett, it had Stormtroopers, Death Troopers, it had um, Darth Maul, it had uh, Luke Skywalker, and it was really cool because you got to see like some of the background play, and you get to hear some of the music and some of the characters doing some poses, and man, it was unique. It was it was a lot of fun, um, and I really enjoyed that. I know we can talk about parks. This, this dude, I talk about this Disney park forever. Um, I loved it so much, but like I said, this Galaxy's Edge VR experience, um, I'm actually going to send you a link later to that. And if anyone's curious about this too, uh, on the Star Wars YouTube page, you can actually find like a little behind the scenes documentary of uh, pretty much what this is all about and how it came to be, who worked on it. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't have any VR. I want VR. But I don't have any. And I'm thinking, will these things be available on all VR systems? If they are, perfect. If not, I do not want to spend an arm and a leg on a PC just to run VR. That's a valid point, yeah. But like I said, man. But um, I was just going to say, speaking of other like video games, I'm just trying to think if there was any others that were a really big... Um, the Legos made a splash that came out. The Lego Star Wars series, man. Dude, just the Lego Star Wars. I know everyone's super hyped about the new one. Everyone's like, yo, Lego Star Wars, sick. I want it. The Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga is coming out. And I cannot be more excited. I cannot be more excited. Um, I remember playing the originals back in the day, like the OG original Lego Star Wars. And I was all about it. I was all, all about it. Um, ever since then, man, I've gotten every single Lego Star Wars game. I remember when Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens was announced. I bought that so quick. <laughs> and I 100%ed it. Like, I got every character, every gold brick, every red brick, every everything. Um, and that's the way I am with those Lego Star Wars games. Um, and I know they had Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, uh, a free game that you could have downloaded um, on Xbox for a while. And I got that. And... I was I was beyond hyped about that too, man. I loved it. I might have to get some of these games for. Um, I I found a couple of days ago when I was rummaging rummaging around a PS2, and I'm trying to think if there's any good PS2 Star Wars game. Was Battlefront out for PS2? Yeah, or? I think the first and second one, the originals were. Um, I want to see. Republic Commando PS2. I don't know if this was on PS2 or not. Republic Commandos. I know it was on Xbox. I know it was on PC. Um, no. No, 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 no. It was only on Xbox and PC. But man, that, that was great. It was a lot of fun. Oh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. They brought that out. Um, Jedi Outcast. Another fun one. Uh, Bounty Hunter you played. Jedi Starfighter. Another great one. Force Unleashed you played as well. Empire at War. Yes. Um, oh, I played originally like an old, old one. I think it was called Dark Forces, if I'm not mistaken. On um, N64. 
I think that was the first game I played, come to think of it. But man, uh, Star Wars games are they're amazing. I like the fact that they always expand on something canonical, right? Like, you didn't need any of these games, but you got to hear and experience more of that galaxy, like we talked about, from a different perspective. Like, um, Republic Commando. I cannot say too much about that game negatively. I can only speak really positively. Like, you got a squad of four commandos, and you are pretty much one of the uh, the elite troopers, and what you're doing is you're running around the... Uh, the battle as a clone and really getting into experience what is your uh the war the clone wars like as a clone rather than a jedi because i know like in the movies and everything we got to experience it from a jedi point of view but never really at a clone point of view even um even on the show the clone wars we still kind of got that mix a little bit from jedi to clone but man this is all clone you got to see in first person really got to hear dialogue and internal thoughts of what this was and you get to command your squad you can say hey go up there open that door do this thing um it was really advanced for its time and i loved it and i definitely recommend that once again you check out and i'm pretty sure any pc can run that nowadays too yeah i'll I'll definitely have to think about uh taking that into consideration when uh getting a a new computer (laughs) For sure. I mean, I can I can send you a list of all these things, man. And I know I could continuously talk about Star Wars forever and video game Star Wars forever. And there's, there's a ton. There is a ton. But guys, hopefully you all enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, we can talk about this forever. I know it was a little shorter today. It was around like 46 or so minutes. Hopefully you all enjoyed Um, if you did have any suggestions you would like us to do, just please leave it in the comment section of the review section of the podcast, wherever you can find your podcasts. And if you do have any fun Star Wars, um, memories that you have with Star Wars video games, put it in the comment section too. We would love to read it. Um, we're still trying to figure out next week's topic. Probably most likely we're going to go with Star Wars collectibles. So get ready for that. If you're into that type of thing, um, but Rusty, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode and got to learn a little bit more about Star Wars video games and reminisce on good old times. Yeah, no, that that was pretty interesting. We're gonna have to chat afterwards about uh, you know what games you can still get and stuff like that. Oh no, absolutely. I'll I'll shoot you a couple messages and probably give you a call later this evening. Um, okay. Cool, man. Cool. Great to have you as always. Like I said, guys. Thank you for joining us on this little journey that we have. And once again, this has been episode three. Episode four should hopefully be out um, Friday because Rusty and I actually had a conversation about this. And we might want to do these podcasts from a bi-weekly perspective. So that means twice as much content for you all. Um, twice as much content, of course, we have to produce. But since I kind of enjoy talking about Star Wars and doing these type of things, that really shouldn't be a problem. Um Like I said, guys, hopefully you all enjoyed today's episode, and we shall see you Friday. Take care. Peace.